millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. One of the best tight ends in football, San Francisco 49ers. Did you uh, call Kyle Shanahan this morning and let him know that you're alive, George? No, I got to wait till I got to wait till Sunday for that one. I got to keep him on his toes. Okay, okay. I figured you might at this point you might as well check in every day because everybody's you know has something going on in their life, right? You know, yeah, I actually, I'll, I'll text him after this. I will <laughs> just let him know. Hey, I'm still here. I don't want to get too much in your business, but I figured we could just hit that at the start here. Uh, <laughs> the University of Iowa Hawkeye as well. Want to get it, that in there. I'm a 1996 grad working with Kingsford today. Joining us on Stacking the Box, Matt Verderam, and I thrilled to talk to you, George. Let, let's hit that at the start here. 100% the beautiful pellets. Mm. I mean, you're, you're big in the ring. You're big in the barbecue. What, what, how, do you, how do you bring this into your life, George? Well, um, I've actually, uh, I've been grilling my entire life. My family has uh, always used Kingsford's charcoal, Kingsford's charcoal. And then um, a couple of years ago, I made the switch to pellets uh, with those wood pellets. And um, Kingsford came to me and they're like, hey, we're doing the best wood pellets out there on the market. I uh, would love for you to you know, be a part of this. And um, they said, you're 100% you, you're 100% authentic. Um, our pellets are 100% hickory wood pellets. And so we think that'd be a good match. And we're also going to let you hit a bunch of stuff with some steel chairs, kick some things, and your team and your buddy TJ Hawkinson uh, from the Detroit Lions gets to work with you. And so it was all, you know, I was like, well, that sounds pretty easy for me. And you know, I try to, I try to only work with companies and products that I use in my everyday life. And that was pretty obvious because I grill three, four times a week. And the fact that I got to use, you know, 100% hickory wood pellets for my grill. And it was a no-brainer for me. And so uh, I'm just excited about it because I got to beat up on some 50% hickory wood pellets. You know, like I said, hit them with some steel chairs and have a blast. But I just really had to be a part of this company. So, George, talking about having a blast, I, I think it's safe to say that the NFC West is the best division in football. I don't know that there's a bad team in the group. I don't think there is a bad team in the group. Um, you look around at what's happened this, this offseason. The Rams had Matthew Stafford. You guys bring back just about everybody, hopefully a lot healthier this year. The Cardinals, they bring in J.J. Watt. They bring in some other veteran players, Rodney Hudson as well, Seattle, Gabe Jackson. When you get ready for this season, you're looking at that division. Uh, you know, to use the analogy about you know hitting with steel chairs and whatnot, it feels like a steel cage match is that division. I mean, how, how do you get amped up for that division knowing that, hey, we might win nine, 10 games or so another team might win nine, 10 games and finish in last. Like we have to bring our a game every weekend. How, how do you feel about the division as you enter into August and whatnot, get ready for the season? Uh, well, 
I mean, I, I've been saying that the NFC West is the best division for like the last two years. I think the Cardinals have been up and coming. And I mean, at this point, they're here, um, obviously. And then, I mean, Seattle, Seattle and the Rams, like you said, brought in Stafford. And as long as they have Aaron Donald, they're going to be one of the best teams. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, and as long as we have Nick Bosa, we're going to be pretty dominant as well. And um, when you have those four teams that just have to kind of headbutt each other, you no, know, was it whatever, uh, eight times, six times a year, it's going to be a little messy. You know, we might not all have the best records, but it is. You kind of have to fight for your life week in and week out because, um, you know, other teams that might be in easier divisions, you know, they might win 12, 13 games and be sitting in that one seat and we're all going to be trying to fight. Yeah, we're going to try our best to get to that one seat, but uh, it's going to be a, a fight between those four teams just to try to get into the playoffs. And uh, if you don't have that mindset, if you're not hyped for those games, if you're not ready to roll, uh, next thing you know, you're going to be in last place in the division, not making the playoffs, and that's the last thing that we want. So, George, you're hanging out, you're grilling, you're doing the George Kittle regular day, and you hear that the 49ers are making a big move to go up to number three in the draft. Like, what was your reaction at that point? Were you like, whoa, this is uh, super aggressive? Did you expect it? What, what were you thinking? Uh, one thing I love about Kyle and John is how unexpected they are and how little they can tell everybody, and it's just everyone's just trying to think, you know, like, hey, what, what are you guys doing? But they're not going to say anything. Oh, my reaction was exactly that. It was, whoa, hey, that's exciting. Like, I wonder what we're going to do. Like, who are we going to draft? Uh, the one thing I like, I like about the NFL draft is when you get, when you got, when you get like a top five, top 10 pick, um, they're, you're bringing in a guy that has the ability to like influence the entire program, the entire franchise from top to bottom, from off the field to on the field. And so when you have that ability to draft a guy like that, I mean, I just get excited for it. So I'm pumped, you know, whether we draft a quarterback, whether we draft a tight end, uh, fullback, wide receiver, like whoever we draft. Uh, I'm excited about it because I can't wait to meet him and play with him. And just to follow up on Matt's question as far as the division, do you still look at it like your window for the Niners to to win a Super Bowl, to be at the top is still there, even if you have a quarterback change? Uh, our window is, as long as we have Nick Bosa, it's our defensive end, we'll have a chance to win a Super Bowl. That's how confident I am in him. So, you know, I'm actually, I'm really interested in your draft experience because you were drafted in the fifth round. I mean, you were, unlike your buddy T.J. Hawkinson, you were not a top 10 pick. You were not coming out of college, thought to be this, this guy who was going to come in and at some point be the highest paid tight end in NFL history. Like, I, I don't think right. any, anybody felt that that was coming, maybe except for yourself. And obviously, you've earned every dollar of that. But I'm curious, like, your draft experience, what did you expect going in? And what did it end up being for you? You know, how did it play out? Was was there anything? Did you you know? Did you get a call? I know, like Travis Kelsey, when he got drafted, he saw the number pop up and he thought it was St. Louis, and he, he's told the story many times. He was dejected. He thought it was the Rams, and it turned out it was the Chiefs. Like, was there anything funky or quirky that happened for you during the draft? And what was it like for you as you waited for your number to get called? Um. Well, my what I remember from the draft is um, sitting there for three days, looking at a TV and watch people get drafted ahead of me. And I, you know, which I, and I was just thankful for the you know opportunity to be able to get drafted. Um, but, you know, as a sitting in the fifth round, you're sitting there for like three full days of just watching other people get drafted. And it takes a while. So that's kind of disheartening. But um, then, you know, after you get drafted, it's awesome. And you drink a lot of tequila and you have a good time <laughs> to celebrate that night. Um, but really, I think really the only thing that was, quirky that happened to me was my agent called me and he was because before the draft he's like you're going to be anywhere my guess is if a team snags in the second you'd be super lucky my guess is late third uh all the way to the sixth round and I was like all right that's fine with me like no worries so you know like that third round is on that I think it was that Friday night so I watched all that no chance and I was like all right cool I'm just gonna go to bed not knowing if I'm gonna get drafted and uh the next day I remember it was probably like 
a minute before the Niners called me. Um, my agent says, hey, the Seahawks here called me. They, they said they're trading up to get you. And then literally I'm on the phone with him, my agent, and um, he was on my dad's phone. And then I got a call from the Bay Area. And I was like, hey, I'm getting a call from the Bay. He's like, hang up on me and answer that. And I was like, all right, sick. <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm talking to you know John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan saying that they're drafting me and they're excited to work with me. And I was like, I'm excited to be there. Let's roll. So I think I can ask this, George, because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a University of Iowa graduate, 1996, baby, not to age myself. That was a little embarrassing. But I didn't think you were used right or used enough, which is part of the reason why, I mean, do you agree? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I was a run block. Hey, we're going we're gonna to block first. We might pass it a couple times, um, but we're going to, you know, we're going to assert our, we're going to assert our dominance over you in the run game. And, you know, I appreciate that. And I will say, I think the, um, the fact they only had 48 catches, um, I think it's partially my fault, partially Iowa's fault. Uh, I didn't really know the playbook for my first two and a half years at Iowa. So that's probably why I didn't play a lot. Um, I had to figure that one out, uh, on the roll. Um, but you know, I got hurt a little bit my senior year, so yeah, I get it. But, uh, I think all that run blocking, it definitely made me appreciate it. Um, and I still appreciate it now. And I think that's why my game is um, diverse, man. Uh, I'm, I'm allowed to be in the run game. I'm in the pass game. I kind of do everything. I think just my appreciation from the run game, which is what I learned and earned at Iowa, uh, definitely made me a better football player. You, know, you guys last year, unfortunately, just had a ton of injuries right out of the gate. I mean, you, you've mentioned a few times about the greatness of Nick Bosa. And, and week two, he's out. Uh, you know, and, and things just kind of spiraled from there. You got hurt, Jimmy G got hurt, so on and so forth. But you guys are pretty much bringing back the same roster. Now, obviously, here with pick number three, you might be bringing in another quarterback. We'll see how things play. Um, but, you know, who knows? Garoppolo might start again this year anyway. Uh, you know, you're a team that I think some people maybe are sleeping on a little bit because of what happened last year. And it just kind of gets, oh, yeah, the 49ers had that one year. And then they went back to, you know, to, to being a team that's kind of out of the mix. You look at this team now, obviously you don't know who you're going to draft yet, but you brought back Trent Williams, you win that bidding war with Kansas City, you, you bring back just about all the guys that I, I would call impact free agents. You know, how do you view your roster here as you head into the draft and eventually some you know, OTAs and minicamp and whatnot? Um, you know, I'm really excited about this year. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we lost a ton of guys to injury. And obviously, you know, when you do that, you lose all your playmakers and all the guys that you pay. Um, it's hard to be competitive, you know, to an extent. And I think our guys that did play did a hell of a job. You know, I think we're, we were competitive in every single game, but we just weren't able to make those plays that, you know, to allow you to win those games. Um, I'm excited about, you know, the draft and I'm excited about the guys that we potentially can bring in. But when I go back and I look at our roster, like I'm looking at every position and it's competitive at every single position. It really is. Um, you know, wide receivers, I think we're really good. We got Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Um, we got Richie James. We got guys in there that can uh, ball out. I think my tight end room is uh, really good. We just drafted Charlie Warner last year. You know, we got Ross Dwelly who you know, held it down for me when I was out last year. I think our offensive line is getting really good. You said we brought back, we brought back Trent Williams. Uh, I think McGlinchey is getting better. You know, he's learning. Um, I mean, we, we got guys up and down that roster. So I'm just excited to see the competition play out when we do get to camp, when we are in OTAs, because it's going to be really fun. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you said people kind of forgot about the Niners and it's a, it's a, what are you doing for me now? league. You know, that's just kind of how it is. And, uh, you know, people kind of, you know, they forget a little bit, but, you know, fans and media, people might forget, but I know NFL teams know that the Niners are still here. They still have to line up against us. And, you know, when you put me and Trip Williams on the same side and you're in some outside zone, teams are going to be scared. And I'm looking forward to that. So somebody calls you up, George, hey, 
Tell me about Jimmy G, uh, whether he's a Niner or not. I mean, he got there. He instantly made a huge impact. You guys went to the Super Bowl, and who knows what the future will be. But, hey, give me your true thoughts on Jimmy G. What would you say? Well, man, I've, already, I've, I've only been talking about Jimmy G for the last two years in every media interview I've ever done. So I can talk about this all day. And, um, you know, Jimmy from, you know, his tangibles from just being a leader and his ability to throw the ball and his quick release, uh, it's actually I – mean, we, we went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy. We won a lot of games with Jimmy. When he's not playing, we don't win a lot of games. So I think his record kind of speaks for itself, no matter, you know, what stats are and his, you know, whatever his percentages are. We win games when he's in the game. And so, and like I said, that speaks for itself. And I know Kyle and John, you know, whatever we draft here, you know, people are saying it's a quarterback. They bring in a quarterback. I think Jimmy's going to compete with him. And that just is what it is. Football is a competitive sport. And you got to, you know, you got to win your job every single day. And um, I'm just looking forward to that competition. And, you know, Jimmy's, uh, whether he's our quarterback, and, you know, I hope he is because I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I think he's a hell of a football player. Um, he's going to be the reason we win games. So I'm just looking forward to playing more football with him. You know, you mentioned the Super Bowl, and I remember being at that game, covering that game, and, and you guys came about as close as you could with, without winning it. And afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, it, you know, the NFL put out a mic'd up uh, segment where, where you were prominently featured. And I noticed when I watched it that one of the things that they didn't they didn't really focus on was that at the end of the first half, you were called for pass interference on a on a borderline call at Dan Swanson. I'm curious. A, how often do you think about that play? And B, were you guilty of pass interference? Uh, I mean, obviously guilty because they threw the flag. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with refs. There's good calls, there's bad calls. It is what it is. And you know, I'm not gonna let something that like I can't control that. It's not gonna bother me for the rest of my life. And uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it in a while since you guys just brought it up, but people like to talk about it, but it is what it is. And uh, it's an unfortunate call, but like I said, refs make calls and I just got to kind of live with that. I hated that call. That was a terrible call. I'll say it. Even if I hated, hated it too. I know. I wish they released that part of the mic up because I said some unflattering words. That's why I brought it up. Cause I had a feeling you might've. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, say a lot of good things. And, you know, really. I, I do want to just quickly uh, on, on the back of that. Look, that game. And I, I won't uh, harp on because I know it's, I'm sure it's not something you want to wake up and see and talk about. <laughs> it's but, all right. Uh, no, but I mean, that, you know, I feel like after that game, there was a sense that, okay, you know, maybe the, with the Chiefs, whatever, they'll probably be back a bunch because of Mahomes and whatnot. But I also think, you know, with the 49ers, that was a team that, like I said, you guys pushed the Chiefs about as far as you could push, you know, and, and then obviously it doesn't work out at the end. But then you come back. We already talked about it. You have the injuries. It is what it is. But you guys that season were dominant. I mean, it wasn't like you had a Cinderella run. You were, you go 13th rate, you're the one seed. You rolled through the NFC playoffs. And really, look, it takes Mahomes drifting back like 48 yards and Wasp to, 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 to make a play to, to turn the tide a little bit there. But when you think about where you guys are headed, I would imagine you have to think, look, if we're as long as we're good, as long as we're healthy, there's no reason we can't get back to a level – that we were at that year, which was a year where you went into the playoffs, handled Minnesota. Jimmy's got to throw the ball eight times in one of these playoff games because most are running for like 400 yards against Green Bay. Like, I have to think for your, you personally, it's like, look, as long as we're healthy, I don't care what anybody else did in the NFC. We're pretty set. And I don't know if you'll put it quite that way, but I would, I would think that you'd have to feel pretty good, even though maybe that year doesn't end the way you want. And then, of course, last season kind of gets just lost in the shuffle. Um, oh, no, you're not wrong. That's what I'm very confident in our team uh, when we are healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we're competitive top to bottom. 
I think you, you kind of hit it on the head. I'm very confident in our team when we can stay healthy and we're on the football field. Yeah, we, we play at a high level. And I, I mean, that was a very good team that we had. We were in Super That was like a historic defense, you know, the way that they played all year in, uh, week in, week out. And I think we had the best rushing attack um, in the NFL besides Baltimore, who runs the ball 10 times more a game than we do. And their quarterback is a very efficient runner. Lamar's not bad. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, when we're doing what, what we do um, and we're all out there, um, I think people have to more prepare for us than we, have to pre- than we have to prepare for them. George, you're awesome. America's favorite wood-fired fuel for an all-out, no-holds-barred battle royale to officially introduce the Kingsford 100% hardwood pellets. Love it. Let's, let's, let's have a grill out in Iowa City one of these days. It'd be an amazing experience. Right, let's go back. Come on. I would love to tailgate in Iowa. I cannot wait. I love tailgating. <laughs> it's so much fun. Walk on into Kinnick. Even on the other side is a beautiful thing. Great to see you, George. Appreciate the time. Yeah. See you guys. Appreciate it. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the -the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.